Hi, welcome to episode 16 of Talk About the Passion, your weekly podcast where I talk to creative people from music, film, writing, comedy, radio, anything really, about their journey. How are you doing today? Good? That's good. Uh, so today's episode is with my friend Chris DeBerry. You may know Chris from his time playing bass in Today's the Day, or you may know him in person, and uh, if you do, you're lucky. Uh, Chris is a pretty intense guy. He's also extremely humble and uh, just someone I'm honored to call a friend. Uh, I first met Chris when my band, my old band, uh, Presley, which is uh, the music you hear on this podcast, uh, was recording at Austin Enterprise in Clinton, Mass., which is uh, Steve Austin of Today's the Day studio. Uh, I was a big fan of uh, Today's the Day, particularly uh, the entire lyrical content of uh, In the Eyes of God. And, uh, you know, I was initially nervous to contact Steve. His music is uh, pretty intense and frightening and loud and in your face. Uh, Steve, though, you know, what a, a laid back, uh, just cool guy. Uh, we had a blast recording up there with him. And uh, it was just this element of, I don't know, like exhaustion in the air at that studio. They had just record, uh, finished recording the double record, Sadness Will Prevail. And it seemed like like every drop of uh, like blood, sweat, and tears have been drained out on the floor. Just, you know, listen to that whole record through and you'll, you'll see what I mean. Uh, so, you know, Chris is no longer in the band and was uh, cool enough to come out here and hang out for the night. And uh, we listened to records and hung out and then uh, recorded this conversation. And uh, he talked about his, his time in Today's the Day and how he got into that band. And uh, some cool stories about touring with Motorhead as well as uh, some pretty intense life-changing moments in music that were, you know, tied to his personal life. Um, I'm pretty excited to bring this episode to you. Uh, Chris embodies passion in conversation, and uh, you'll hear it in his voice as, uh, as soon as I shut up here. Uh, so one more thing. Uh, you can find me on social media by searching uh, Talk About the Passion podcast. You can also do the same if you want to hear more episodes. Uh, just go to wherever you listen to podcasts and search for Talk About the Passion podcast, and uh, you should find me there. And uh, a new episode's available every Tuesday. And one more thing, if you you or someone you know would like to appear on the podcast, shoot me a message on uh, social media and we can set something up. I'm in uh, Massachusetts, closer to Providence than Boston, but uh, do most of these with my mobile setup. And uh, all right, uh, let's cut this shit here and uh, get to episode 16. Thanks for listening and uh, here we go. I'm here with my friend uh, Chris DeBarry here in uh, Rentham, Massachusetts, and uh, we're going to talk about music and uh, life and uh, whatever else uh, tickles our fancy here. So, how you doing, Chris? I'm doing pretty good. And uh, so, we've known each other for probably about 15 years. I met you uh, right after today is the day uh, you were playing with them. Yeah. And you were just you guys just recorded uh, "Sadness Will Prevail." Yes. But uh, we'll, we'll get into that yeah. sort of later on. But uh, where, where did you grow up? I grew up in Coventry, Connecticut, Okay, which was uh, a small cow town, uh, like 15 minutes from Yukon. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, not much to do, um, not a lot of culture, so music, music was my... Uh, 
introduction to culture. Yeah. Yeah. And how, how did how did you get into music? Um, my earliest memories of listening to something that moved me. Mm-hmm. My mom. Yeah. Was from uh, Raleigh, North Carolina, so she grew up with country music, mm-hmm. and she'd be cleaning the house or washing the dishes, and she would put on like Conway Twitty or mm-hmm. Crystal Gale, you know, Billy Joel, The Stranger. Yeah, like that album cover always freaked me out. Yeah, it was right. terrifying. Um, but the most standout album was Willie Nelson's Stardust, mm-hmm. which was an album he did of covers, and I just remember being little and sitting in the living room. And she was playing that record, and I heard the song Georgia on my mind. Mm -hmm. And, like, it has this crescendo in the middle. The sad, like, crescendo with the harmonica, and I was just like, oh. (laughs) Like, I feel really sad. Yeah. Like, nothing's, never heard anything like that. Like, like, what is this feeling? Right. Like, this is cool. Yeah. Like, I really like this. So I would, uh, every time she was putting a record on you know i'd stop playing with toys or whatever and i'd come down and i'd just sit and listen to yeah listen to music nice does that if you hear that song now does that still uh totally i played it for my son in the car the other day yeah and uh i was like singing along with it and he's like who is this (laughs) i was like that's willie nelson i was like this is probably my favorite album of all time because it was the first one i heard that i totally fell in love with right like he's like that's cool yeah nice and uh so did you go out and start buying records or start buying music? Is it my parents wouldn't really let me buy music. I got I got like some my first cassette was yeah. Herbie Hancock's Rocket. Nice. Because I love breakdancing. Yeah, yeah. Because I was growing up in the early eighties and right. so I was into like Ice T and yeah. the Breakin soundtrack and yeah. you know, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh so I would just like listen to that and I would listen to stuff on M T V. Right. You know, whatever was on M T V I was listening to and yeah. I heard some stuff that I, I liked. Yeah. But I hadn't heard anything that really, you know, hit me like Willie Nelson. Right. It hit me. Yeah. Um, I didn't really hear anything like that until I was like a teenager. Yeah. And I heard Slayer Mm -hmm. for the first time. So from Willie Nelson to Slayer, that's uh, (laughs) that's quite a jump. What record was that? Rain and Blood. Nice. And I was in eighth grade. Yeah. And it happened to be the first time I smoked weed (laughs) uh, with my friend Mike. Yeah. And uh, it was terrifying. Yeah. He was like, so check this out. I'm like, okay, what's this? You know? Yeah. Like, is a Shaka Khan or something? Or, <laughs> oh, no. Well, oh, my God. What is this? This is awesome. <laughs> oh, I like this. Yeah. But I was, I was also terrified, too. Yeah. Like, oh, this is, that's really mean. Yeah. Like, that's evil. Yeah. This is cool. And... There's like no looking back from that album. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like, okay, what's next? Yeah. You know? So like uh I started like kinda following the headbanger guys in high school. I was yeah. a nerdy little freshman. Right. Didn't do anything. <laughs> and like, oh, you know, they're like wearing overkill, like back patches. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, overkill. Okay, right. I'll go check that out. Yeah. You know, go to the record store, you know, sneak away from my mom. Right. Buy a cassette, <laughs> put it in. Oh, this is overkill. Oh, these guys are nasty too. Like, oh, God, what is this stuff? Yeah. I want to do this stuff, you know? And, uh, yeah, decided I wanted to play guitar. Yeah. That was the instrument I most identified with, and I was right. just like, my dad was a guitar player. Okay. Like, back in the 60s. Yeah. 
Yeah, the band called the Gooberheads. Oh yeah, which it was, was that, uh, <laughs> it was like, the, like was the animals. And, oh yeah, but he was into like folk music and yeah. stuff. Oh, nice. And he would play his acoustic. He had a couple old Yamaha acoustics and right. this red Ibanez like Gibson ES three thirty five copy oh, wow. that yeah. was nicer than a Gibson. Yeah, yeah. And he would just play, and so he caught me one day. Like I had opened up his case, and I was just like strumming the strings a little yeah. bit. And he's like, "What are you doing?" I'm like, uh, kind of want to check this thing out. And he's like, okay. You know, just let me sit down with it. And I kind of messed around. And he was like, do you want to take some lessons? And I was like, okay. You know, and so we went to his friend in Mansfield. Uh, she taught, or her husband taught. And yeah. she had like a little, tiny little guitar store. Yeah. And uh, she had these court Les Paul copies. And they were like 100 bucks. I remember so bought me court. one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, and they were well-made guitars. Yeah, yeah. They were really good guitars. And uh, so he bought me one of those, and I took maybe three weeks of jazz guitar lessons with this oh, guy yeah? before I fell asleep, <laughs> like in one of them. And I was yeah. like, it's not what I want to be learning. Right, right. No, there's no one around to teach me this. I'm just going to have to teach myself. Right. So that's what I did. Yeah. Every day after school, come home, yeah. do my homework if I felt like it, and then just stayed in my room play guitar yeah like one note at a time yeah one thing at a time and take it from there nice did you start playing along the records or anything like that were you able to yep i had a boombox. yeah i had a crate 25 watt amp yeah i had his guitar some ratty ass distortion nice and the first song i think i learned how to play was one by metallica oh nice like the do dee do dee yeah yeah easy right <laughs> right and so I practiced that, practiced that, practiced that. Went to high school. You know, headbanger guys are like, oh, he's got a guitar. <laughs> like, whoa. What, you know how to play any songs? I was like, yeah, one. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, which one? I was like, one. <laughs> like, oh, well, let's hear it. You know, yeah. and I played it. I got to the end. I got the, you know, super fast triple part. And they're yeah, like, yeah. holy shit. Like, you can play. Yeah. That's cool. And I was like, yep. Did you, uh, <laughs> Do you remember what your uh, your first uh, live show was? No. 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 I think I had played one song on guitar with my best friends. My best friends had a punk band. Yeah, yeah. Called Scar. Yeah. And I think I sat in on like one song. Right. I think the song Scar. Mm -hmm. I think that was the first time I played. And then I didn't even. Uh, I had like a couple bands, yeah. like in high school, but with some friends, mm -hmm. and then uh, I didn't start like seriously playing uh, until like '97. So at that point, I've been playing for like four years, five years. Yeah. Before I was just like stop practicing covers and playing right. shit like that, and yeah. just concentrating. Oh, I just want to make my own music. Yeah, yeah. I don't even know what I want to make. Right. Right. So it's probably gonna be thrashy. I was listening to death metal. Yeah. Yeah. And. Um, the sh one show that changed my entire everything. Yeah. Like people have a show or an album that really woke them up to like what music's really about. Yeah. Was Neurosis. Yeah. In nineteen ninety September of nineteen ninety six. Yeah. At the Sports Palace in New Britain. Okay. Like I went to that show. Yeah. With my buddy Dylan, who had introduced me to Neurosis via a cassette of Souls at Zero, yeah, oh, yeah. which I listened while I was washing dishes. And at that time, <laughs> I was like, eh, "This is kind of cool," or whatever. Yeah. Kind of weird, because mm. I was just listening to like you know Disincarnate, and right, right. Side. Yeah, yeah. I had gone from thrash to death metal and punk. Yeah, 
like at the same time, my mm-hmm. best friend was a skateboarder. Okay. And he gave me a cassette that had the Heroin Brown Bag EP, Downcast, Econo Christ, and Born Against. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. And that was the other band. I'll talk about them in a, yeah, yeah. In a minute, too. But Neurosis, C Neurosis. Yeah. Like, I was there, long hair, suffocation, <laughs> long sleeve, <laughs> you know, a little tough guy. Yeah. And uh, they came out. Yeah. <laughs> Who were they touring with at that point? They were on tour with Bloodlet. Yeah. And Cable yeah. played. Hatebreed was supposed to be yeah. on that show. Nice. And they dropped off, huh. which was nice. All right. Because I've known... You know, known them for a while, but I wasn't into like. Right, right. I don't. I don't really want to see that kind of music. Yeah, me. it's different. Yeah, it's like, different. This is. I want to. I want to check out what these guys are about. Yeah, yeah. You know, give them a give them a shot or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> they terrified me. Neurosis. I've never. I've never been like that afraid. Yeah, of, intense. Of of a a performing artist, yeah. like you know, or yeah. at a show. Like these guys were serious yeah like real serious and by the time they got to aeon i hadn't moved my eyes were still wide open i was like crying yeah because as soon as i heard uh aeon yeah it took me back to my best friend dying mm-hmm. and nothing had made me feel that way or like kind of filled that gap right or fill that anger right until I heard that, and it was like this ultimate sound of sorrow. Right. And I just lost it. Huh. I was like, oh, nothing, nothing has ever made me feel like that. Yeah. Ever. I want to know everything about them. Yeah. I'm going to buy all these CDs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> buy all this shit. Yeah. And on our way home, we put in through Silver and Blood, because that was the album they were touring oh, yeah. on. And it sounded exactly like what I had just heard. <laughs> yeah. Note oh. for note. Right clear is, is and it all came back and i was like this is amazing yeah i'm probably gonna spend the next year of my life doing acid and <laughs> listening to this album which is what i did yeah yeah completely yeah and uh i found today's the day through neurosis okay. i had never heard today's the day before yeah. and uh <laughs> it was like the start of the internet so yeah. i was like in a victory records chat room oh yeah yeah and i met this girl um nora mm-hmm. and uh she and this guy I would talk to all the time about shows coming up and shit. And they're like, well, you like neurosis. Have you ever heard uh today is the day? And I'm like, no, what's that like? They're like, check it out. You'll see. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. So I happened to be at music outlet in Connecticut, a little record store that I grew up going to. Right. You know, from the time I was like 15 mm-hmm. and, uh, went there and I was tripping <laughs> and, thumbing through and I came to tea and then I found today is the day and I like fold it up yeah. fold it back and it was Temple of the Morning Star oh, yeah. and I was completely gonzo and like held it up I was like this is the key right this is the key to something okay awesome buy it cool check it out go back home put it on again floored yeah like wow this is the most honest fucking shit i've ever heard and it's on this it's the same vibe yeah it's the same intensity Mm -hmm. it's the same purpose feeling spirituality 
it's a little less vague lyrically. Right. Like I got what yeah. Steve was saying right, right off right. the bat. Yeah. You know? And I was like, holy shit, it's my new favorite band. Yeah. You know? Like this is insane. Yeah. And like with my band and my friends at the time who I was playing with, we were also totally uh, into Meshuggah. Oh, yeah. Because I had found out about them in 94. Right. And uh, they came out with this uh, Destroy, Race, Improve album. Oh, yeah. And that's, that was that's the, one that was the that third link in my chain mm-hmm. of like, this again, this is like nothing I've ever heard before. These guys are bending time and space and yeah. stopping and <laughs> starting at impossible points. Like, how do you do that? Yeah. And it was brutal. Yeah. Brutal. And then all of a sudden it would have fusion. Yeah. There'd be a fusion solo. <laughs> and you'd be like, holy shit. It's my, like Mob Vishnu Orchestra or right, right. Alan Holdsworth. Yeah, yeah. More like Alan Holdsworth. Right. And uh, so like that, that period of time, like 97, 98, yeah. 99, like that's really when music like really took took me over yeah yeah where i was just like yeah this is me yeah it's what i'm into i don't want to do anything else yeah and uh yeah you were you were t- telling a st- story earlier before we recorded about uh mashuga writing to them and, uh, yeah uh, yeah so you want to talk about that that's the, that that was a pretty cool story mm. well i had found out about them in 94 and they yeah. hadn't been stateside really yet they yeah. were distributed through nuclear blast and relapse mm-hmm. at the time and uh i was like oh my god you know this is this is incredible and i gotta i want to find out everything about these guys yeah. like they're awesome they're totally cool so there was nothing on the internet at the time about yeah. sugar like at all yeah and it wasn't until like two years later that they finally came out with a website and uh so i started writing them I'm like, oh, they'll never write me back. They wrote me back every time. (laughs) Yeah. They were totally cool. Yeah. Every time. And I got a uh, a early version of Chaos Fear. And once I heard that, I was like, they've done it again. It's a totally, it's the next, they took it to the next, they've evolved. Yeah. There are all these bands that I'm listening to. They're all evolving. Yeah. Like, they're totally different every time I hear them. Yeah. Record to record. This is great. And so I wrote, I was just like really, probably probably really stoned. <laughs> and uh, listening to the album and writing like these little miniature stories like going on within each track. And then I sent it to him. I emailed it to him. I'm like, that was, oh my God, why'd you do that? That was, <laughs> you're a nerd. And I'm like, oh yeah, I'm a nerd, whatever. I can check it out. If they dig it, cool. Right. And they totally dug it. And That's when they came to the States and I saw them, you know, I was like, oh, yeah, do you remember I wrote you this story? And he's like, you wrote that story about Chaos Fear? And he's like, oh, my God, yes. It was awesome. <laughs> and I'm like, really? <laughs> yeah, no one, like, no one's ever done that. Right. Like, for us. Like, yeah. that's really great. You you totally get it. Like, nice. I'm like, oh, yeah, well, I respect it a yeah. lot. I respect where you guys are going. Yeah, yeah. I think you guys are going to be monsters. Yeah. Like. So did that sort of open up the door to, like, show you that, you know, these these kind of musicians, like, neurosis and today is the day were like approachable people they were like it wasn't these guys up on you know altars that you know you, you, i'd never be able to meet steve von till because he hides in a bus or something steve like, on, well i met steve von till uh once the second time they were on tour 
it was the second leg of the Through Silver and Blood tour, and they played at the Middle East in Boston. Oh, an anal cunt. Yeah, yeah. That was great. <laughs> that was awesome. Yeah. Um, and my friends and I are walking down down the street in front of, uh, what was the, what was that store that was right by there? Hubba Hubba. Uh, Hubba Hubba. Yeah. Hubba Hubba. Like the... And uh, Steve Vontil is just standing on the sidewalk, staring up at the sky. And we like walk up and we're like, I think that's Steve Vontil, man. Yeah. Hey, Steve. And he just kind of like looks at us and he's like, you think that's real? And so we're like, what? And we're looking up. He's like, they're playing music up there. He's like, do you think that's real? And I was like, are you tripping as hard as I am? <laughs> I was like, yeah. He's like, I'm going to go up there and check that out. I was like, okay. Into the, right, the sky. That was it. Yeah. No, into the building. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, totally. No, yeah. I was ready to go into the sky. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I was terrified to yeah. talk to any of them. Yeah, yeah. You know, period. Right. And I never, I never did until... Uh, Times of Grace tour. Oh, okay. Actually, yeah. yeah. Managed to walk up to Dave Ed and talk yeah. to him. And he's like, hey, man, how's it going? Yeah, right. yeah, I'm right. like, are you the nicest guy ever? <laughs> yes, I think you are. This right. is awesome. And yeah. I was like, dude, new album. Amazing. He's like, have you listened to it on Shrooms yet? <laughs> I was like, yes. He's like, fist pump. <laughs> he's great. I didn't yeah. meet Scott Kelly until this, uh, this past year. Yeah. Okay. I had never gotten to talk to him. Yeah. Yeah, ever. And he was totally humble and yeah, I don't, I don't no, know him, but he seems he's like Scott. A, he's an awesome guy. They're all, yeah. you know, they're yeah, they all seem uh, they're awesome guys. Yeah, Steve too. Meeting yeah. Steve. Yeah, meeting Steve. Yeah. So, so tell us about the the first time uh, you met uh, Steve Austin. First time I met him I was uh, 1998. Steve Austin is the uh, is today is the day. And um, they were on tour with the Unsane yep. for Temple of the Morning Star, and they had uh, Brad Elrod and Chris Reeser. Yep. And I was like, "Well, this album was pretty intense." Wait a minute, this is this is just three guys. <laughs> I know, right? I was like, "How the hell are they gonna do all that shit live?" I'm like, "Okay, all right." So we just waited, and then we watched. Uh, I think the first band was Crack Torch. Oh yeah. And uh, they're pretty nuts. Yeah, and yeah. I was like, okay. But we were like right up front at the Middle East upstairs. Yeah. So it's small. You yeah. know, it's, a, it's my favorite venue yeah, yeah. to this day. Oh, yeah. And um, you know, they started with Crutch. Yeah. Brad was just like, boom. Boom. Boom, 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 I was like, whoa, where's he going? Whoa, whoa. And then, Wow. Oh, what? And we all, I think all three of us like just leaned back. Yeah. Like, holy shit. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And throughout that entire performance, I was just like, this is amazing. This is, how can anybody sweat that much? Right. Unless they're possessed. <laughs> like, that is just impossible. Right. And after the show, I was, I was like, I just want to meet this guy. Right. And I went to go shake his hand. You know, he was coming coming back, and he was hanging out with his wife, Hannah. And he's walking up, and he just hugged me. Yeah. He just gave me a huge, sweaty <laughs> hug. He's like, man, thank you for coming out, you know, tonight. Like, you don't know how much it means. I was like, you don't know how much it means. Like, right. holy cow, awesome. Yeah. This guy's great. This guy's cool as shit. 
and I didn't get to see him again yeah. for a while because they he got a new lineup. Right. He got the Braun and Bill, and they were working on In the Eyes of God when I ran into him again. Yep. At Slayer and Meshuggah in Rhode Island. Okay. Yep. And I was with the dudes in my band. Yeah. And they're like, dude, that's Steve Austin over there. <laughs> like, he's got a studio, I think, in in Massachusetts. I think he records. And I was like, do you have a tape? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I was like, all right, I'll I'll go I'll give it to him. See what he says. Yeah. And, you know, I just went up to him and he was uh, super nice. Yeah. He was like, hey man. I was like, dude. Do you have a studio in, in Clinton? Are you recording bands? He's like, I am. Yeah. I was like, well, I have a tape. I'd like you to just give it a listen. He's like, yeah, sure, man. I'll totally check it out. And yeah. I go walking back to the dudes or whatever. I'm like, he's not going to listen to that. And what kind of stuff was your band doing? Uh, it was kind of like Meshuggah, Trippy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Kind of yeah. the guys who were at the rhythm section I was playing with at the yeah. time were like over the top Meshuggah. Right. Freaks. So yeah. They were like the first people I met that could actually play. Yeah. Like that stuff note for note. Right. And we had a 17 year old drummer. Oh, wow. Who auditioned for us by playing Soulburn. Oh, yeah. Destroy Race Improved. Note yeah, for yeah. note. Jeez. And I had to go outside laughing so hard because I couldn't even believe it was right, right. possible. Yeah. But we were just, at that time, we were just like totally, they were totally into that. And I was actually more slower and more feeling. Yeah, yeah. More like Neurosis or right. Today's the Day mixed with kind of like Meshuggah rhythms. Yes. And you were playing guitar. Yeah, and I was okay. playing guitar. Yeah. And um, so Steve called me a couple days after that show. Yeah. He was like, Chris? I was like, hey, man. He's like, dude, your stuff's pretty good. You know, why don't you come on up here to the Enterprise and let's lay down some rock? And I was like, <laughs> that sounds awesome. When do you want to do it? Yeah. When do you want to do it? Oh, here and we'll do it then and so we went up there and they had just finished practicing yeah and i was like shit we heard like the <laughs> right the noise and we pull up to the enterprise and i'm like yeah. damn so you just like go in the the black glass door mm-hmm. and slide the other black glass door open and there they are yeah. they just got done playing and yeah. met Bron and bill they were super nice yeah and steve was super nice yeah and Brought in all of our gear and he played us the album. Oh, did he? He's like, Do you want to hear what we just did? We're, yeah. we're actually getting ready to go on the road with Napalm Death. And I right. was like, Oh, well, that's awesome. Cool. <laughs> um, and <laughs> listening to that album with him right there for the first time was surreal. Yeah. Because again, that album completely terrified <laughs> me. That and album I was, was like, This is exactly how I feel. Yeah. I can't, and I just can't say it. I don't know who the fuck I am. Yeah, the lyrics you know, on like, that record are... Everything, yeah. like the the intensity. Yeah. And I was terrified to record. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, this sucks. Our shit sucks. <laughs> this is going to be terrible. Yeah. And we got done, and he was like, dude, that was really good. Yeah. And uh, do you want to come up and barbecue sometime? And I'm like, are you, really? Yeah. And uh, so I went up there like three or four times over that summer, and... It was at the, when he got home from the Neurosis tour in Europe. Yeah. Where he called me up and he was like, Bron and Bill have left. I was like, oh, no. Yeah. He's like, and I want to know if you want to come up and audition for bass. And I was like, I don't know how to play bass. <laughs> He's like, you can handle it. 
I think you can handle it. Yeah. You know, don't don't worry. I want you to try. Right. And I'm like, well, that's the most anyone's ever asked of me. I was like, of course, I'd be honored to. Yeah. So I like went home and learned uh, Mayari on guitar. Oh, figured yeah. it out by ear. Mm-hmm. And I called him up, put the phone down, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, played Mayari yeah. uh, over the phone. Yeah. And I, you know, I was like, how was that? And he's like, you nailed it. He's like, come up here Saturday. I've got a drummer from New York. We're going to try out, too. Yeah. I was like, okay. And went up. Totally nervous. Yeah. Fucked up. I don't even know how many fucking times. <laughs> a couple times he was getting mad. Yeah. You know, I'd be getting mad, too. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, okay, don't, <laughs> no, don't fuck up. Right, Do right. not fuck up this man's shit. Yeah. Like, that's your job. Like, don't do it. So I didn't. Yeah. And uh, at the end... You know, I was all nervous, and we hung out, had a good time, and Brian left, and he went back to Long Island. And I was like, so what do you think? He's like, he's like, oh, you had the gig before you came up here, dude. <laughs> I was like, seriously? He's like, yes. Yeah, that was, that was great. Don't even worry about that. We are going on tour in like two weeks, so <laughs> here's a list of songs you got to learn. Da, da, right. da, 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 da. And uh, yeah, I'll see you back up here in a couple of days to jam. So I went back and forth from work in Glastonbury, Connecticut, yeah. to Clinton, Get done at like two in the morning. Drive home. Hit the Charlton Rest area. Yeah, yeah. Fall asleep. Wake up. Change clothes. Oh yeah. Go to work. Back and forth. Yeah. All the way up until the tour. And then went on that tour, and the rest was history. Yeah. Well, so what was uh, I imagine rehearsing with uh, with uh, Steve is pretty intense. Is that uh, the correct <laughs> assumption? Because that stuff is is pretty We're intense, uh, guys. Yeah, yeah. When you uh, he is the epitome of passion. Yeah. When it comes to art. Yeah. Just Everything. being, living, yeah. Yeah. living, yeah. you know? And I, that's what I got out of today's today. And yeah. I completely was like, well, it's not just a, this isn't a band. This is a way of life. Yeah. You know, this really is a way of life. Yeah. And I got to fucking grow up with him in my 20s. Yeah. So he was my big brother for and he's still my big brother. Yeah, yeah. But I never had a big brother growing up. I had yeah. one sister. Okay. Who was terrified of metal. <laughs> and um, I learned a lot about who I was mm-hmm. by being in that band and yeah. playing that music. Yeah. When I played that music, it wasn't just like, oh, just play the notes. It's like, no, this was these guys' lives. Yeah. Like, yeah. and this material meant so much to me. Yeah to fail yeah even once was unacceptable yeah like because it meant that much yeah respecting that that yeah that this was and this became this was my outlet yeah so this was my church mm-hmm. so i was really able to just be myself yeah and that was a that was a great feeling yeah yeah when i so my old band similar experience we contacted steve because we had the same thing we had already had a studio yeah i was nervous as shit writing him and then just same thing i was like he's gonna like listen to our cd and be like what the fuck is this stuff i don't want to but yeah he wrote me back he's like this stuff's great man yeah and it is come on up and fucking we'll hang out we'll party we'll put the lay down some rock and burn a hog yeah yeah and i and we got up there and uh you guys had just finished recording uh the sadness will prevail and you could almost it was almost like being like, like after like a war. Like, yeah, it was. You that's could, it was a vibe in that, in that studio that was very, uh, 
like something pretty crazy went on here and he, he played same thing he, he had played some of the stuff from that record for us and it was cool to hear him just talk about the, the music that you guys yeah. made and so what was that like putting all that music because this it's a two record set yeah that was and, uh, uh that was an odyssey yeah. because when i first joined yeah. all right the we did that first tour that two-week tour with this guy named brian apostala mm-hmm. and it didn't work out after that tour yeah. with him okay and after that we were trying to find guys we kept trying out we tried out like 12 different guys man yeah and like they were all it was just it was like no this not what we need and he was getting we were both getting really despondent yeah and one day he was like you know what fuck it fuck this we're starting a rock band yeah and i was like a what he's like let's do a rock band and i was like okay all right he's like i know this guy named pat kennedy down in baltimore you know he writes for alternative press and he plays drums i've known him for a super long time he's been dying to play He's like, let's just do a rock band. Yeah. So we did Taipan. Yeah. And back then, I wasn't fully, I don't think I was fully that into the idea. Yeah. Because I was such a staunt, Today is the hard yeah. guy that I wasn't really embracing rock and roll right, that right. much. But I had a blast yeah. writing and playing that album right. with those guys. Yeah. And we met our drummer. For sadness will prevail. Yeah. At the tail end of that tour at CBGB's. Right. He flew out from Kansas yeah. and met us there. Marshall. Yeah. And uh, went back, and then we started writing sadness yeah. with him because it clicked right away. We we're yeah. like, okay, this is cool. This is the guy. This is the guy. This guy hits like no one's business. Yeah, yeah. He is a hard hit motherfucker. Yeah. And that's what we were feeling. Yeah. You know, this is. Fuck it. We're gonna go. What do they expect us to do? Yeah. You know, like, let's do exactly opposite of that. Yeah, We yeah. have two more records to fulfill yeah. in our contract before yeah. we're free. Right. Or or three. I think right. we had three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Three, three more albums. Yeah. So we were like, fuck it. Let's do a double <laughs> album. Yeah. What do you think? And we're yeah. like, okay. And we wrote it everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere around town, up in, like, most of it was written above where Steve lived. Um... I can't remember the name of the place. Yeah. Remember his crazy cokehead landlord. Yeah. Uh, but the upstairs floor of this building, a guy had lived there after World War II, had come home mm-hmm. and had severe PTSD. Yeah. And wrote over every square inch. Oh, really? Of the entire attic. Really? The stairs. Yeah. The walls. Got up to the ceilings. Really? Just everywhere. All this crazy, crazy yeah. shit. Like, be safe. and Right. You know, like, all just... So we were like, what a better... What better place to delve into to some madness than yeah, yeah. and get a vibe than come up here? And we right. wrote most of Sadness Will Prevail on acoustics. Okay. And a lot of it was written upstairs. Right. A couple songs we wrote out in the woods. Yeah. You know, back in a marsh out in Britain. Right. Yeah, yeah. A lot of stuff we did in the studio, too. And that was like two and a half, two years, yeah, I think. Just getting all that. Of getting it all written and recorded yeah. and rehearsed. And right. Halfway through, we or at the end, I think we went on tour with Motorhead. Yeah. So that interrupted it, kind of like getting done. And right. Well, we were pissed. Yeah. We were fucking pissed. Like, we were getting blackballed. Right. You know, because the Mastodon guys had just started oh, right. up, so Relapse was like, right. "Ah, fuck you yeah. guys," you know. Right. Right. Yeah. And uh, I was like, never like really mad at them. I was mad at 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 Bill a little bit. Right. Because Bill at one point had made fun of me. For, oh yeah. Like how 
much I was into today's the day. Right, right. Like he thought that was kind of silly, and I was just like, "Fuck you!" Right. Like you really? Right. You're Why? in my fucking favorite band, oh, right. fucker. I know that's crazy. Like, and you're making fun of me. I'm like, right. you're not gonna last. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you didn't. Right. And um, but like looking back, especially now, yeah. It's like someone asked me the other day, "Are you? Do you hate Mastodon or something?" And I was like. No, I never talk about them, and no, I right. don't hate them because if there hadn't been a Mastodon, I would have never played in today's the day. Right. Yeah, yeah. Most likely. Right, right. I wouldn't have had my chance yeah, yeah. to do it, Yeah. and, you know, I'm glad I did. Yeah. So the writing process with, with you guys, that must have been pretty intense for you to, like, actually kind of see how Steve put stuff together, and, and were you, like, a, an integral part of... Is, you know, he, is he, when he starts to roll yeah on an idea yeah and he'll just start off with an idea yeah it goes from this idea to this riff right, right. come up with that riff then yeah. he would come up with another riff right on the spot right and then another one after it then yeah. another one yeah and that's it yeah that's the song yeah and almost all of them were written kind of like that we never really repeat right right a lot of times there isn't a lot of repetition it's, yeah it's a real blinding pulse of inspiration and yeah. feeling whatever you feel you know whatever we were feeling at that yeah. time whatever he was he was feeling at that time would just come yeah. out and yeah a lot of times it would be super intense yeah yeah a lot of times i would get pissed you know <laughs> trying to you know come out so fast and i'm trying to keep up with him right, right. <laughs> i'm like now what were you doing there no 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 <laughs> it's five seven eight nine thirteen yeah I'm like oh, fuck right five nine seven eight thirteen okay yeah that's that's pretty that's awesome. That's just yeah, it was, it was great having and Chris Force and Jackie Gratz come and play right. violin and cello on the album. Yeah, like that made yeah. made the whole experience. Oh, yeah. And having Seth Putnam from yeah. Anal Cunt on yeah. a track that and that song's probably one of my most favorite yeah. like shit disturbing tracks. <laughs> Butterflies, Butterfl Butterflies. Yeah, totally high on heroin. Yeah, Steve I'm, uh, told I'm, us some <laughs> stories about, uh, about did, that, uh, that yeah. session. He was uh, he had his foot up on a chair, and he had just pounded a fifth. Yeah, like a fifth of vodka. Like what? Yeah, okay. Blew some heroin, and then I'm sitting out on the couch. Yeah, like and I just wanted to watch Seth record vocals. Right. He like had his leg up on the chair, and like microphone against his forehead, and he turns to me. Drops the mic and comes barreling at me. I'm sitting on the couch at the end of the studio, full force. Yeah. And jumps and lands right on me and crushes me up against the couch. He's like, I'm so fucking fat. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm so fucking fat. I'm so sorry. I'm like, it's, it's okay, Seth. It's, oh, it's okay. It's okay, buddy. I love you. <laughs> Terrified. Yeah terrifying he was great i missed the shit out of that guy yeah yeah people always got him wrong yeah yeah definitely. totally got him wrong yeah um so you you toured with motorhead how, how, what was that experience like uh it was probably exactly what everybody <laughs> thinks it was like it was fucking awesome yeah it was great yeah how it long was, was that uh, tour 36 days wow yeah we played a string of gigs our first gig was in dallas texas yeah and uh we played a string of gigs on our way down there and on our way down there, we still couldn't believe that we were going to meet up with Motorhead and Morbid Angel. <laughs> and uh, we got to that place, and I walked in. And I'm like, this is the biggest place I've ever played. This yeah. is That's pretty 
It's pretty nuts. Yeah. And I'm walking by. The back room was like on the right as soon as you come in from the back of the building. Right. On the left. And Lemmy's in there with this smoking hot black chick. Yeah. With jean, like a jean skirt and no right. top. Yeah. And Lemmy's just sitting there holding a novel. <laughs> she she brought him a book. And they're just like casually talking. <laughs> like a totally, like legs crossed. Right. <laughs> casually, oh, you know, fucking right. weather. You know, fuck that, you know. And I'm like, that <laughs> is the most rock and roll thing I've seen. Right. I that That's pretty awesome. And I was like, I, I got to meet him. Yeah. I got to fucking meet him. Like, if I don't get to meet him, I'll tour. Yeah. yeah I could meet him right now. So I bummed a cigarette. Oh, no, no, no. I offered to buy a cigarette off <laughs> Lemmy. And he's like, oh, I don't need your fucking money. You know, he gives me a cigarette. I'm like, thanks, Lem. Uh, all right. Cheers. Holy shit. <laughs> don't go anywhere near that guy. Yeah. But I uh, ended up hanging out with him. Quite a bit. Yeah. You know, and he was a complete gentleman. Yeah. He was uh, terrified. Right. You know, because I've never met anybody like, you know, that right. weird, like, hallowed. Yeah, yeah. God, icon. Yeah. All the above. Yeah. And uh, the first time, like, I hung hung with him, um, I was going to sound check my bass, so I had to walk back through their dressing yeah. room. He's like, oh, come here, come here. And I'm like, hey. I'm like, what's <laughs> going on? And he's like, let me see that. And he like takes my silver kabiki bass. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he's like playing it. I'm like kind of looking at it. I was like, what do you think? He's like, I think it's a girl's bass. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, really? I was like, well, I, I think it's pretty fucking cool. Right. I was like, I've never seen one like it. And he's yeah. like, no, definitely not. <laughs> Try this. And he hands me his uh, walnut Rickenbacker. Oh, of course, I put that thing on. It weighs like 50 pounds. Yeah, yeah. And it's a wicked long scale neck. Right. He's like, what do you think of that? And I was like, <laughs> I think it's good for you. <laughs> oh, this thing's fucking huge. And I can't believe I'm holding it. Yeah. I'm a little bit in shock here. Right. That That's that's awesome. I can't believe you. Thank you. Hand to do that. Yeah, thanks. That was cool. He, uh, they got me in Vancouver. They, we were in the middle of playing like, uh, I think Maggots and Riots. Yeah, yeah. Totally intense song. Yeah, and all yeah. of a sudden, someone pulls my drawers back and dumps a can of ice. <laughs> and normally, I would fucking murder the person yeah, yeah. that did that to yeah, me. Yeah. And I spun around, and it was his bass tech. Yeah. Lemmy was right there, <laughs> just la laughing right. his ass off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, I just kind of looked at it. I didn't miss a beat. I did right. not stop. <laughs> and at the end of that song, yeah. like half of Motorhead's crew, Lemmy was there, Phil was there, Mickey yeah. was there, and they're all just applauding me. <laughs> like, happy birthday! And I was like, you guys are fucking awesome. This is great. Motorhead wishing you a happy birthday. Got Motorhead wish me a happy birthday. Who can fucking say that? <laughs> not, not many people. And you got I've never taken that for granted. Yeah, yeah. You got to see them live every night too, so that's that and that's yeah, great. that in itself was just like I've never seen a band more in my life than yeah. Motorhead and, and, and Morbid Angel, Morbid Angel too, who was equally as trippy. Yeah, yeah, and uh, Trey Asik totally awesome, but yeah. would totally sequester himself to. Yeah, yeah, you, you know, see. he just kept to himself. Yeah, but he'd get off the bus, he'd be like, "Hey, today, <laughs> what's going on?" Right, I'm like, "Hey, what's up, <laughs> Lord of Darkness? Right. How's it going?" That's so funny. Pete Sandoval, 
Yeah. was like, he was awesome. Yeah. I'd always wanted to meet him. He's like, oh, today is the day. <laughs> oh, you fucking so evil, man. Fucking brutal. Nice. Fucking brutal. <laughs> like, yeah, you get it, Pete. <laughs> Nobody else do, really does say. Right. You know? I was like, Lemmy, what do you what do you think of it? You know, one night I noticed he was watching us at the Palladium yeah. from up top. Yeah. I was like, so what do you think? He's like, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, it's like you forgot all about the blues. <laughs> and I'm like, Ugh. I'm really mad right now. Yeah. <laughs> I just I want to be like, this is my blues, motherfucker. Right. But, you know, yeah. I, I don't want to get like kicked off this tour. Right. But he'd probably appreciate my honesty. Yeah. Just the same. Yeah. Which he did. He was just an honest dude. Yeah. And, you know, people, people would leave him alone. He was there to rock. Yeah. Yeah. That was it. Yeah. He was there to fucking rock. And yeah. he, they rocked every fucking night. They were oh, amazing. Yeah. yeah I bet. Amazing. And, uh, you had said too, Steve kind of opened you up to a lot of uh, stuff you would never listen to before, like the fusion and stuff. Yes. King Crimson. Yeah. King Crimson, Mahavishnu Orchestra. You know, I have him, the, the Zini Geva. Yeah. I had yeah. never heard Zini Geva. Yeah. Also one of my all time favorite bands. Yeah. Okay. Um, I had another one of my favorite bands at that time were. Um, you know, Steve had worked with Dead Guy a lot. Oh, and yeah. I had listened to a little bit of Dead Guy, and yeah. then I heard Kiss a Goodbye. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yep, that's another one right yeah. there. Yeah. Um, yeah, I I had never really gotten into any 70s music yeah. before. And I'd, you know, done, obvi- obviously, quite a few uh, psychoactive experiments. Mm-hmm. And I had never been really exposed to that stuff. Right. And he, he was the one who got me into that shit. Yeah. Nice. And it was totally different wavelength yeah. of thinking. And I was, but at the same time, a linear, like especially with King Crimson and today is the day. Yeah, yeah. Very linear. Yeah. Like he, I to this day, I hold him and Robert Fripp. Yeah. Like together in like this, just nail. Oh yeah. Nailed yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Like, and they're they're just awesome at what they do and their yeah. sound and. Oh yeah. Definitely. What's what's your era of King Crimson? Do you? Uh, it would definitely be favorite would be John Wetton yeah, era. Yeah, yeah. So Lark's tongue and aspic and yeah. uh red and yeah. Starless and Bible Black. Yeah. Yeah. Those three were I think those were the best. Yeah. For me. Yeah, yeah. But I at the same time, like uh the uh the Adrian Blue era yeah. had an amazing yeah, has it has stuff. amazing yeah. material. Like yeah. the song Level Five. Oh yeah. And Thrack. Yep. Like those are just like I. This sounds like the horror, the absolute <laughs> horror of the unknown. Yeah, yeah. Of the universe. Yeah. Like it's almost too deep. Yeah. Like it's also scary. Yeah, yeah. I like these scary. Yeah, yeah. I like these scary things because they're scary because I don't know about them. Right, right. You know. Yeah. And I still that they're mysterious. Yeah, it's yeah. a mystery. Yeah. You know, I love that about music. Yeah. Like th- th- I think that's my favorite. I just love to fall down a rabbit hole in oh, some, yeah. some music, and yeah, when that's you dis- where I'm I'm best. Yeah, yeah. You when know? you discover something new, like it, it'll just take you to. And I can I feel like I, over the years I'll be able to listen to it over and over, and I'll always discover something. Yeah, yeah. new, like yeah. a nuance. Yeah, nice. I love that shit. Yeah, and you uh, have now you've started introducing some music to your uh, your you brought your. Uh, Son to Judas Priest is a uh, 
surprise birthday present a few years ago. Yeah, that so was fucking amazing. Yeah. That was great. Yes. And they're both Nicholas, my youngest, yeah. is um his favorite bands are Motorhead and Megadeth. Yeah. I've laid him tons of stuff. Yeah. And he keeps going back to these. He's obsessed with them both. And yeah. he's currently learning drums and guitar at the same time. Nice. Mm, it's <laughs> not not that easy. Yeah, yeah. Um, I can't really help him out so much on the drums. Right. So we were getting him some lessons, and now yeah. he's kind of like teaching himself. And yeah. But the guitar, I'm, you know, I'll sit. I love. I love nothing more than just sitting down with him. And yeah, yeah. Here and just alternate pick. This is alternate picking. Yeah. He saved up and bought himself a Randy Rhodes Flying V. Oh, nice. I couldn't even get to buy him his first guitar. I was a little bummed, but I was <laughs> proud that he wanted to save yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. Like I don't know any kids who can just save their money. I know, right? Know? Yeah. And they're both really good like that, and like they want something, right? Yeah. Just. Hey, hold off on all this stuff. You don't have to feed every little emotion that's coming into you right yeah. now. Just good things come to those who wait sometimes. Yeah. Nice. And that's great. Yeah. It's great that they that they both love music too. Yeah. Yeah. I love good. that. Yeah. And if they didn't, I'd whatever. Right, right. You know? Yeah. I, don't, yeah. I don't care whatever it is right. that they want to do. Yeah. I'm behind them one million thousand universal percents. Yeah. Have uh they got to see you perform music? No, they have not. No? My son has only seen me angry. Yeah. Probably once or twice. <laughs> and he's like, Mommy. Yeah, Daddy's, uh, he's, <laughs> he can be kind of scary when he's angry. Well, he's not that angry that often, but you get where I'm coming from. I don't mess around. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. And uh, you know nothing. Is uh, is that still a current thing, your, your project you're involved in? It is. Yeah. Um, <laughs> We did an album like two years ago. Yep. Uh, that no one's really heard. Uh, it was it was like a um, that was like a closing to a chapter, and that that band started off in like '92. Okay. And uh, the guitarist Doug Munley, mm-hmm. my best friend, and my other best friend yeah. Brian. Uh, um, well, Doug had started with my best friend Greg. Right. Got a lot of best friends, not that many, <laughs> actually like four. And um, we had played in that band. And after I left today is the day, I didn't play music for like almost a year. Yeah, I just was taking a break. Yeah, I was like, okay, I'm, I'm just done with this. Yeah, right now. And um, I went out and saw them play. Yeah, I was like, holy shit, they really, they got really good. This is cool. And they're like, why don't you come and play with us sometime? I was like, you because you'd have three guitar players. <laughs> like so. Right. And I was like, fine, fuck it, great. So I came down and I jammed with them. Yeah, and then uh, I started playing with them. Nice. And I was like, "This is this is cool. Yeah, it feels good again. You know, just be myself and be with my friends. And yeah, play some tunes. And then that band totally disintegrated after like three or four years of me joining it. Yeah, like everyone just kind of scattered. And my friend Doug, Doug had just lost his uh, sister mm-hmm. to cancer. Uh, and everyone had just kind of like went away, and right? Wasn't playing anymore, and yeah. he just called me up and he's like, "I really need to play." Yeah, I was like, "I do too." Yeah, I was like, "I don't care if it's just you and me." And right. my friend Brian, you know, who was in my old band before today is the day. Okay, um, he has like a r- really nice studio at his house. Yeah, and he's like, "Why don't you guys come over, play some riffs?" Yeah, I'll put some beats to him. And I was like, "You play drums now?" Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he's like, "Well, I I program them." Yeah, and I'm like. Nah. I don't know if I'm going for that vibe. I don't feel yeah. like doing like a God flesh project. Right, right. You know, he's like, just relax. Yeah, you know? just like play some riffs. 
you know so i was like well i got this one thing so i played it yeah he's like all right why don't you guys go smoke a joint or do whatever and right leave me alone for like yeah. 10 minutes i was like 10, 10 minutes okay <laughs> so we came back in and um he just hit the space bar yeah and there it was unbelievable sounding drums yeah to what we just played huh. i couldn't even tell he had programmed them right i was like that's pretty mate that's amazing yeah and that sounds great let's do you guys want to do this <laughs> they're like yeah let's do this we're like fine the whole album that we had written before we broke up yeah let's re-record it nice. let's let's record it yeah let's just finalize it get it done and then we're like who's gonna sing and i'm like I don't know, Doug. I was hoping you would kind of because <laughs> you know I did I did backing vocals a lot, but I've never been right. frontman, so yeah. that became my project. Nice. And I did almost all the vocals to yeah. it. And nice. Wrote more songs, you know, to put on there. And yeah, it's some heavy shit, man. Yeah, it was pretty. Yeah. It was, it was it's, fun. It's, it was, I like it. It was pretty intense. Yeah, I think we're we may end up doing another one. Like yeah. we're all yeah pretty busy with kids and right. work and yeah. You know, when I feel like playing music, I play music. Yeah. When I don't, I just don't. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, we did a couple covers a few yeah. months ago. We did oh, a, yeah. a Burning Witch oh, yeah? cover. Nice. Which I really, really like. Yeah, yeah. Um, did uh, uh, two uh, punk songs for my yeah. friend Vinny's um, tribute album for his brother. Oh, yeah. Benefit CD. We did uh, um, Attitude by Bad Brains. Yeah. And we did... Um, Death Before Dishonor by uh, Exploited. Oh, nice. nice. And I had never really played any of that stuff before, yeah, yeah. Like, ever. So right. that was a challenge. Yeah, yeah. But I think they came out pretty good. Nice. And I think we did them justice. I think we made them a little bit more intense than yeah. they were, but right. whatever. Nice. Yeah. Well, that's cool, though. So you're still able to get that feeling from music. That, and that's good to, like, whether it's listening to it, listening to people talk about it, fucking read about it, play it. And I think that's... Uh, that's a good thing. And, I, and, you know, when I met you and Steve, I had just met Steve. I didn't know, you know, so you were both new people to you. But I remember just thinking these both of these guys are pretty intense dudes. And they put put a lot of uh, we're nice blood, guys. sweat, and tears into uh, we did their music and, and yeah. especially the live shows, too. So I hope it shows. Yeah. You know, no, a, lot, a lot of people are freaked out about <laughs> the area, the yeah. era yeah. that I was part of, which is a good thing. Yeah, no, yeah. some fucking. Uh, we made a lot of enemies, so we must have been doing something right. Yeah, no, I, th I yeah. think that that record is uh, stands up pretty well in the in the today's the day catalog. So it's pretty cool to have uh, someone here sitting in my fucking house talking yeah. about that. Oh, that was that's was, it's a fucking honor to be sitting here in your house. <laughs> I'm waiting to get attacked by a swarm of bees, by the way, <laughs> which I hope does happen because that would be pretty awesome. Will you come back in the summer when the, the bees oh, are here? Oh yeah, dude, fucking, we'll have a barbecue for them. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, uh, thanks for doing this for me, Chris. And uh, yeah, brother. Yeah, we'll uh, yeah, we'll have to do some. Fuck yeah.